Hey, everyone. It is good to have you back with us. Wonder of Parenting podcast, uh, the Wonder of Parenting uh, brain science approach to parenting. And we have been doing uh, a three-part series on girls because, as we've said over and over again, most of the questions we get from you are about boys, and there are a lot of reasons for that. But we wanted to spend some time on our daughters. Uh, Michael's raised two girls. I've raised a daughter and have two granddaughters, so we care deeply about our girls. And so we've we've really been having uh, a great time uh, these last three episodes talking about girls. And we started by looking at uh, girls and how to help them thrive, particularly emotionally. Talked about rumination and anxiety and, and the digital life of girls a little bit. Uh, in our last episode, uh, podcast number 117, we looked at girls and body image and um, had a lot of stuff to talk about with that one. And today we're going to turn our attention to education and talk about girls and STEM uh, because girls have uh, tended to fall behind in that area in certain areas of life. And so Michael's got some great insights into that. Uh, first of all, Michael, it's really good to have you back with us today. Thank you. Great to be here. I know this is a, a topic that you're really passionate about for our daughters and uh, in the wonder uh, or the minds of girls, minds of girls, you've got uh, a lot of great information on that. We're going to tease some of that out today. Um, We've got a, a couple sponsors. We've got the Forge School, one of our newer sponsors, although they've been with us now for a few months. And that's a boys' school. Michael, why don't you tell us just a little bit about them? Yeah, the Forge School is a therapeutic boys' school, 13 to 17-year-old boys. Uh, it's in Tennessee, Benton, Tennessee, on 55 acres, mountain, river, uh, incredible environment. And uh, so any boys that any of you are listening who know boys uh, in that age group who are having issues, uh, aren't w working in the normal school system, are, you know, et cetera, having issues, then look at the Forge School. And to learn more about them, um, uh, go to wonderofparenting.com and you'll see a direct link to their website, which gives you more access and information. It's a kind of state-of-the-art um, uh, therapeutic boys school for 13 to 17 year olds and one of the reasons state of the art is that they're doing all the normal academic and counseling and everything through a an incredibly boy-friendly format um, adventure-based boy-friendly format and our other sponsor is uh, the center of place of hope they've been with us for a couple of years now greg jantz and the folks up there in the seattle area do a, a just such a good work and uh, Greg has a lot of books that you can read uh, if you want to start there. They've got people who would be happy to talk to you about the various programs that they offer uh, for people who are just going through some challenging times and maybe can't get it get through it themselves. And uh, so the Center Place of Hope, they are also on our website, wonderofparenting.com. So we're going to turn our attention in this third part of our little girls mini-series and look at education, particularly STEM, and... Um, Let's start first with what STEM means. I know, Michael, sometimes we see the A in there for STEAM, I guess. What does STEM and STEAM mean? Okay. Yeah, STEM is science, technology, engineering, math, and STEAM is science, technology, engineering, art, and math. And, and why is this a particular topic of concern when it comes to our daughters? Uh, yeah, okay. So uh, it started about 30 to 50 years ago when i mean it has evolved this topic has evolved because you know many decades ago uh in school itself in school itself girls were behind boys uh in math science in grades in test scores uh, you know just across the board they were behind that part of it 
has has uh, dissipated or stabilized in that girls and boys now their test scores um, are, are right around the same. There's maybe like a one point difference, but to give people a sense of of the evolution of this, um, the the male literacy gap with females is a ten point gap. The STEM gap, the math science gap right now, male to female uh, or female to male, is like a one to two point point gap. So the gap is basically gone now in test scores between um, boys and girls. And a primary reason is that SA had been added. And I'm going to uh, bring me back to that so I can talk about that. SA yep. has been added. And that's a primary reason also that the grades have stabilized. So that in schools now, um, in some schools, girls are actually getting better grades than boys in math and science. Um, uh, but sort of national average uh, girls are either doing better or they're around the same and then in in terms of grades and then in some schools males are doing substantially worse I mean getting more D's and F's in math science than girls so you can see that in the evolution of this in, in pre-k through 12 education we've kind of dealt with the gap in 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 math science but we all know that there's still a gap and here are the two ways we know one way we know is that those of us who have raised daughters or are raising daughters, a lot of our daughters, not all, there are many math genius, math smart, uh, math gifted girls. So that goes without saying. But in your anecdotal experience, many people are talking, they're looking at their daughters who are having trouble with math, especially as it starts moving toward into uh, middle school and high school. And then, and then they have friends whose girls are having trouble with that math. So we know that, and then we know from looking at the data of workplaces that especially in the T&E part, technology and engineering part, um, males are dominant. Uh, uh, so electrical engineering, industrial engineering, et cetera, you have mainly males in those fields. And then in, in technology, you have a lot of females work for Google and are in technology, no doubt. But when you get to the coding, right, coding, for instance, is one which is mainly male. and. So we know those exist, and there's, of course, as everyone knows, a lot of energy and funding in try to figure out how do we close these gaps. So that's really what the topic's about. Okay. So um, you mentioned essay, and uh, I think that's one of the things where you would say that has been a, a big help in, in helping our girls get caught up in schools. So right. talk about some of the things that we're doing in our schools now or you recommend we do in our schools to help our girls uh, – continue to close that gap or at least teach to a girl brain those topics yeah yeah let me start with the things we've been doing and then i'm going to give a bunch of strategies later of things we kind of need to do because the things we've been doing are going to set up sort of the brain different stuff i want to talk about so that every parent of a girl understands this so the female brain um uh, it's doing words on both sides of the brain generally, and um, the male brain's doing words mainly on the left. So males are, have these spatial, mechanical, and visual graphic centers on the right, just as females do, but since males don't have word centers there, those those areas get more blood flow and develop more. And, and that's probably one of the primary reasons that we have more uh, males in engineering, technology and engineering, because those those professions uh, mainly happen in certain areas of the brain that are gray matter areas of the brain. 
And so that's the second profound difference between the way male and female brain work. Males uh, are using up to seven times more gray matter activity, and females are using up to 10 times more white matter activity. White matter is throughout the myelin and spread signaling throughout the brain. So um, it's part of why females test out better at all multitasking, except spatial multitasking. So males would test out better at juggling, which is spatial multitasking, but females are going to test out better at all other multitasking, um, you know, non-spatial, all other. So, you know, verbal, uh, doing five things at once, all of that. Well, because they're using more white matter activity. Males use more gray matter activity, which localizes brain activity into certain parts of the brain. We don't spread it out as much as females do. So, so in the area of technology engineering and then in the area of higher math, which is where anecdotally parents of girls have noticed their girls, a lot of their girls are struggling, um, those area, those things are done in certain gray matter areas of the brain. And um, those gray matter areas tend to be further back in the brain. So the third profound difference that I'm going to present is that that males are doing this, this activity in gray matter areas, and those gray matter areas tend to be the back of the frontal lobe or behind the frontal lobe. Um, and, and females are doing most of their learning activity, what we call intellectual performance. They're doing it in their frontal. So the frontal is, uh, takes up sort of the front of your brain behind the forehead, kind of all through there and further, you know, goes further back, of course, than your forehead. And, and females have around 80% eight, around of their intellectual performance and learning activity happens in the frontal. Whereas for males, only a, only between 0 and 40%, depending on what you're measuring, happen in the frontal. So that means that uh, between, between you know, 60 and 100% for them happens in these gray matter areas further behind. And coincidentally, coincidentally those gray matter areas um, are, uh, a lot of those gray matter areas have to do with spatial functioning and have to do with, which is engineering, and then have to do with um, uh, math and higher math, which is coding. So that these are the profound brain differences, and uh, all our boys and girls bring these into our schools, they bring it into our families, these come in on the genome, right, XXXY, formats the brain, as everyone knows if you listened to this before, so that formats in utero, so then you get these male-female brains, and now here they are in math class, and here they are uh, in science class, and and the essay writing, what the what we what we determined many decades ago was that females were behind males in their testing, in in math, for instance. So we added essay component. It also got added to the SAT, right, uh, um, for pre college. Added an essay component, and and now when girls and boys hand in a paper that's in math class, they not only are getting graded for um, the answer, getting the correct answer, or getting the correct sequence of answers, but they're getting graded for how they write it up. So they write basically an essay telling how they did it. And so they can get some of their grade from the essay, and they can get some of their grade from extra credit. So if they get the sequencing wrong, the teacher says, well, I'll give you extra credit, do extra credit, and we'll get you you know, we can increase your grade that way. And that's that's a lot of how we have made sure to get the girls' scores and their grades to be now pretty much stable and, and parity with males. But that doesn't solve the brain issue. 
And it's the brain issue, which is going to, I'm going to stop and let you respond to that. And then it's the brain issue that's going to make me give the strategies that we need to put in place. But does yeah. that make sense first? Yes, yes. So um, is it fair to say, this is about girls, but is it fair to say that adding in the essay part has uh, been detrimental to boys in math? Yeah, in the grading, it has been. It's part of how we got parity is that now boys who are not using the frontal and not using their verbals, uh, verbals being words, word production, they're not using that when they're doing math. Um, uh, we've lowered their grades. So a lot of these boys who would get an A if, if we were grading them like we did 50 years ago, which is you got it right, you get an A. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's what we graded you on. But now they ha they're being graded on uh, everything. Did you get the sequence right? Uh, did you get the answer right? Um, and how did you do in your writing? And they're not doing as well in their writing. So um, yeah, we're so it's been a somewhat of a detriment to the males, and but it has created parity in grading. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Right. <laughs> which, which, of course, leads to a, a whole series of other questions. But uh, we want to stick today. So we've, we've helped the girls in terms of uh, school and, and essays and so on, but you're right. That doesn't change the, the fact that the brains are wired a bit differently, which is impacting other things. So let's get into your strategies. Yeah, so what we what we ultimately have to do, and, and I'm going to mention the Winter Institute, the Gurian Winter Institute, right at this moment, because this is actually this, the Minds of Girls has some really great stuff on this, and then at the Winter Institute, we do multiple days on, on for both boys and girls, helping people uh, teachers and parents, et cetera, for both boys and girls. And one of the things we look at with girls is is some of these strategies, um, which we can do both in the school and at home. Uh, and so, and the Winter Institute, by the way, you can access on gurianinstitute.com. Folks can access it there and you can sign up there if, it's, uh, if it is of interest. Uh, it's going to be in the third week of January, the third weekend. So strategically, we got to hit this at both the teacher educator level and we got to hit this at the parent level as the parents helping with homework. And I'm going to say one of the overarching concepts of the strategies are 
since girls are already using so many verbals, um, keep up with that. In other words, keep helping them by having them talk about the math problem or equation, helping helping them talk to us when we're helping them with homework if you're at home with teachers verbalizing and then in classrooms have them in dyads triads you know in which they talk it out so we definitely want to stimulate the verbals and then they write that down in like a little math journal okay or on a piece of paper uh so you're using words both you know uh, uh through talking and and by writing uh we don't want to turn away from that that's still good but then at the same time we want to have them do some of their uh, equation building and some of their processing um, non-verbally because we're trying there to get them to use, to go behind the frontal where, the, where a lot of the words are occurring and go back into these gray matter areas, uh, go into uh, problem-solving areas of the brain and, uh, and especially the gray matter areas like that were so huge in Einstein's brain where where things like physics and astronomy and mathematics and higher mathematics where they are taking place so if we can get them not to verbalize that's also useful so for instance um, let's have them not verbalize and let's have them use number beads which is a which is a tactile it's a kinesthetic or a manipulative where they are having to do the numbers using the number beads but they don't talk or they have legos if you're at home they're doing things with legos and they're putting legos together but they're not talking um for five minutes right i mean we don't want to uh uh do it for hours you know if they need to talk they need to talk but we're making sure to interchange these so that we can move some of this activity back and you know when they're younger like in preschool Girls only day in the block corner is, is, is a Gurian thing that a lot of people use. Girls only day in the block corner where where it's a co-ed preschool, but, but some of the days or some of the hours or moments, the girls are playing with their blocks in a girl-specific area and no boys allowed there. And boys can play, you know, elsewhere. Um, uh, and the reason we do that is we want the girls to use those blocks and build things and not give that up to the boys because what happens when they do it together especially in the younger years is the the males develop their gross motor and their spatials more quickly than females and so the boys take that over and they'll build something and knock it down and build it and knock it down and the girls are more carefully trying to build something and um we need to give them time to do that so they develop those parts of the brain uh obviously it's not that the boys are doing something bad everyone's just doing what their brain is doing but it's not good for the girls because they're not developing those block playing areas which are further back in the gray matter uh, we want them to do that so that's an example of where now we also add on sex specific strategies where we make sure to do things that are girl only and boy only and then in terms of teaching it's going to be crucial that the that the teachers get trained I mean, the, the most important thing is that everyone gets trained in how male and female brain do STEM and STEAM and understand that this gray matter, white matter, and all this, that they do it differently. Because once teachers get trained, once parents get trained, and that's kind of what the Winter Institute does or what other training programs of ours do, that goes beyond a podcast. That goes where, where you're look, you're, everyone's looking at the brain scans. Like, I'm going to show everyone these brain scans at the Winter Institute, and everyone's going to see how differently males and females do math. And then as they do that, as everyone gets trained, people are really smart. 
teachers are really smart. And um, once they get trained in it and see the scans, then they will organically and intuitively start altering their classrooms um, uh, to get to help females to develop more of these gray matter areas further behind. And like, so for instance, one of the things that they'll do is they'll have kids move around more, have girls move around more, have girls squeeze squeeze balls, throw balls up in the air, uh, throw balls with, to each other. And these are not things girls will naturally tend to do in the aggregate. A few girls will, but tend to do because they're they're physically, physiologically and neurophysiologically more comfortable sitting still to do their lessons. And, um, and that's fine. But if we do these sorts of things, what we're doing is trying to stimulate development of these spatials, which is like an object moving through space, which is the ball being thrown back and forth or standing at a standing desk. So your body's an object moving through space to develop those spatial areas, gray matter areas, which more naturally develop in boys based on the Y chromosome and the way they're set up with testosterone. So we want to give girls more of that. We're going to do more strategies that involve movement and spatial development. Uh, so those are some examples of what will end up happening. And this has to happen pre-K. This has to happen pre-K through 12. Like, we can't just change the way we do college. We're not going to close the coding gap, and we're not going to close the engineering gap by putting all our money into college. We've got to train people pre-K because we're dealing with brain differences. And we also have to go into this knowing and being comfortable with the fact that we are probably never going to have 50% male kindergarten teachers, and we're probably never going to have 50% of our workforce being female coders. That's probably never going to happen. The brain differences are significant. But the, the thing that we're not doing to help our girls is we're not giving them opportunity to increase the percentage. Like coding right now is at around 10, 12% male. I believe we could have 20 to 25% female coders if we can change all of this back at pre-K and move forward. Um, but, but we shouldn't condemn males or something because they tend to go toward engineering and they make up you know, 80% of our engineers, we shouldn't be condemning them for that. Uh, and I, and you know, which sometimes happens when we say, well, we're not going to be, we have, we're not going to be satisfied unless 50% of our engineers are female. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think that's the wrong approach to this. Uh, I think the better, just like, I don't think, you know, as I said, it's not going to happen that we're going to have 50% male kindergarten teachers. The brain differences, again, are too robust, but, but we can increase the opportunity for our girls. We can do it in a concerted way, and that that will close the gap some for sure. So what intrigued me as you were talking about all of that is that you were suggesting strategies that we would normally suggest teachers use to teach boys. Um, you, you know, movement, uh, objects going through space, building blocks, and so on. Uh, and what you're suggesting here for girls where their brains are not necessarily wired the way a guy's brains are for STEM, you're, you're suggesting that we can develop at least skills uh, doing these things with girls. Their brains may not necessarily be naturally uh, akin to that, but we can develop skills in them. Is, is that part of what I'm hearing? Yeah, it's it's sort of neuroplasticity um, mm -hmm. where, where we're not going to reformat anyone's brain the X and the Y and then the in utero 
hormones and then the testosterone, estrogen, all the hormones they get through life. You know, the brain is formatted. So, so females are still going to do words on both sides and males are still going to tend to do words only on the left or mainly on the left. We're not going to change that. But what we can do is we can get more connectivity for the girls between those gray matter areas that more naturally um, uh, develop more robustly in the males. And what we mean is that males put more of their brain activity there in those gray matter areas, naturally put more of their brain activity further back in those gray matter areas. What we want to do with girls is we want to, uh, by doing these strategies that, as you said, tend to be stuff we'll do with males because they're kinesthetic, they're tactile, um, uh, and they're working for the, they're working for those gray matter areas. Um, we're doing those for girls so that the girls will, number one, develop a little more in those gray matter areas themselves, for sure, but also connect neuroplasticity, try to, to connect uh, at, a, at a cellular level, synaptic level, connect some of these gray matter areas more to the frontal, which is where girls do most of their intellectual performance, connect it more to the frontal. So we're trying to do both those things at once. And as you've very smartly observed, we're using spatial strategies or spatial, what we call spatial kinesthetic strategies to, to make that happen. So uh, th this will probably be an awkward question uh, because it it really gets politicized, I think. But I'm going to let you answer it because you, you will do it with with grace and dignity. Uh, you you've talked in the past uh, about there there are these generalized things that we can say about the brain and so on, and then there are always, of course, uh, the exceptions and so on. And and not that they're different; they're just exceptions. It's a spectrum, yeah. Right, right. A spectrum. Yes. So, is there a uh, is there a certain percentage? of girls who will excel at this uh, and that that may be the girls who are naturally called toward these kinds of jobs, um, just as are there a certain percentage of guys who would be uh, akin to elementary education? We know that elementary mm -hmm. education, over 90% yeah. female, and nobody ever says, why don't we have more men there? But in the STEM, you know, because we don't have as many women, it's why don't we have more girls there? So uh, are there some brain things that can sort of guide us as well, not not hold us to it necessarily or dictate, but are there some brain things that say, yeah, this is what you might expect percentage-wise? Well, uh, yeah, let's see, a few things there. One is we are trying to get, we would love to see more males right. in elementary ed and even in preschool, like in Head Start. We would love to see it. And especially in elementary, you know, we're making, I'd say, 5 to 10% gains over the last 30 years in getting more males there. And the push for getting more males there is, uh, I think, unconsciously, some of it is get more males in there because they can sort of naturally teach the way they teach some of this stuff that may be more spatial and all that. But that's not what that's not what is used, uh, let's say, politically or socially. What's used politically or socially is we want more males in there to get more male role models, you know, right. for kids, et cetera. And, um, and so that is a really good push. But I think what you're saying is, yeah, we're not going to end up with 50% elementary ed teachers mm -hmm. who are male. And if we push for that, and so politically, here's the difficulty, and maybe this is what you're getting you're getting at. Uh, tell me if this is right. Politically, we have a difficulty. If we, if we keep pushing, if we keep saying 
Well, let me back up. You asked about some girls who are naturally mathematical. Let me answer that first. Yes, yes. Uh, I would say that probably 20% of our daughters don't need any any of the stuff that I've said. Maybe it's 25%. It's very unclear. They, no matter what, are going to go become engineers. You know, like they yeah. are already wired that way. And uh, if any of you are listening and you're a mom and you also are an engineer, you're going to remember when you were in your engineering classes in college that you you sort of sat there, you and 20 other guys, and you said, <laughs> well, you know, I just think I must be wired more male because it's just me and these 20 guys. And I can't tell you how many times I've had female engineers tell me this. Uh, and then what they'll tend to say is, well, I'm kind of wired male, but I'm sure glad I'm female because I don't like a lot of those guys. You know, and you know, this is the internal dialogue because right. they're trying to figure out what's going on in their brain. Well, what's going on in their brain is they are really math smart. They are really spatial, these girls. And so then they become women who become engineers. But when we're dealing in the aggregates, that's what the situation is. When we deal in these large numbers, you find larger numbers of males using those areas of the brain and they become that and you find larger numbers of females who are going to go into elementary ed and if we say to those females you know if we say to them you know what we are not going to be satisfied until we have 50 percent men teaching elementary ed then i think that's a real devaluing of these females mm -hmm. i think we're now imposing on them we're saying to them guess what you're not good enough we don't want you you know uh we want only men there uh, or we want 50% men. And I think that's the same thing we're doing to guys in the STEM area where we basically attack all the structures and say, if you don't have 50% females in coding, you are, that is oppression and gender bias, et cetera. Um, so what we're saying to males without realizing it is we don't value you uh, and we don't want to value you. Um, uh, we don't want you. And that, I think, is the wrong move. And that's why I uh, – uh, it's not fair to females in elementary ed. It's not fair to males in engineering. What, what we need to be saying is here's the science. Here's what is realistic. And here are the advantages of having more females, uh, not at the 50 percent, um, uh, because, I, because I think that's, that's too denigrating now of males, but, but at, at – at 15% or 20% or 25%, whatever it is we end up believing we can get looking at the science, um, and say, look, you know, it would be great if we could have these female brains in there because, you know, they are also more white matter-oriented, more white matter activity-oriented, and they bring things to the table that some males don't bring. And I wrote a book called Leadership and the Sexes that goes through this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the way females read facial cues in negotiations uh, they often test out way better than males at reading facial cues in negotiations. There's a whole but if, if people get leadership in the sexes, you'll find all these things that females do and the female brain does that are really good for business. They're good yep. for engineering. So we want more of them in there, um, but I don't think we need to do this 50-50 thing because it just ends up devaluing women or devaluing men. And why do we need to do that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, this is this is so helpful, and I I know you go through it a lot in your wonder. Uh, I mean, the Minds of Girls book, 
and also uh, your Winter Institute. So just say a, a bit more about that for folks. Yeah, if people want, if you really want to get into this stuff deeply, and of course, we always do things in an entertaining and strategic way, uh, I, there's myself, and then we have a number of our master trainers at, at our Winter Institute. We'll be focusing on a number of different topics and themes, and like I'm doing a whole lunch program on on girls and STEM and girls' issues. Um, I'll look at, I'll show you the brain scans in my talks, and then you know we have someone specifically doing the girls and the digital brain, and uh, and then of course a lot on boys too. I mean it's across the board. It's a very it's an in depth um, uh, training for teachers and parents and anyone counselors, everyone involved who are taking care of boys, taking care of girls, uh, it's in-depth. And it's our Gurian um, Winter Training Institute. And if you go to gurianinstitute.com, just go right to that homepage, you're going to see a banner that says Winter Institute. And when you click that, it'll give you everything. Well, Michael, as always, thank you for your insights. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And everybody, thank you very much. We'll be back with you next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.